Hi, this is Paul Bogart. You are listening to TV Confidential. Robertson and Lothar guest Stephen Bowie, freelance contributor to CBS Paramount and the Archive of American Television, and the publisher of the Classic TV History Blog, the Classic TV History Blog, an excellent resource packed with information on the writers, producers, and shows that came from the first 25 years of television, including The Naked City. You can read about Stephen's writings by going to ClassicTVHistory.com, www.ClassicTVHistory.com. Now, uh, Stephen, uh, we've been talking mostly about uh, The Naked City, um, uh, which which aired uh, in in the late fifties, early nineteen sixties. Another show uh, that uh, you wrote about uh, once upon a time from that era. You did an excellent um, article uh, for uh, Television Chronicles, which which we mentioned earlier in the program. Uh, you did a sh- uh, you did a wonderful piece on East Side West Side, a-, a show that was very much ahead of its time. Yeah, I mean it was, uh, you know, I. I, it was so ahead of its time that nobody really knew what to do. You know, like the the network didn't know what to do with it. Audiences didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it was very until it started to compromise because it, it, the ratings were terrible. It, it was really uncompromising. It yeah. was incredibly downbeat. It was, you know, it was about social workers, and it's you know, social workers are not crusaders. You know, they don't win the case at the end of the hour. Exactly. You know, they they're fighting a very uphill battle for incremental gains, and and um uh. Even even with George C. Scott playing the main social worker and him getting to read out the 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 the, the bad guys uh, from time to time, it, it it was just very downbeat and and it was shot out very much outdoors in the actual slums of New York City um, and uh, you know it focused on a lot of social problems that a lot of people didn't want to come home from work and think about. <laughs> so um, and so it's just fascinating now because. Uh, there's nothing that's quite as, except for the Defenders, there's nothing that's quite as hard-hitting from that period. And even the Defenders, they're talking about it in a courtroom, but, but East Side, West Side is showing it. Right, at least, and, and at least in the courtroom, I mean, that's, that's a level of escape for virtually every you know, viewer, ex- except those who are either lawyers or work in the legal profession. But uh, it, it, is, it is sort of removed, whereas if you're living in the inner city, whether it's New York or you know, inner, you know, or, or inner, inner city Los Angeles or whatever. It's just, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, back back in the early, you know, uh, first decade or so of television, um, we uh, viewers were, were, were less inclined to, I mean, they're more, I, I, I would say they're more inclined to watch television, um, you know, uh, for entertainment purposes to escape their troubles rather than be reminded of them. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, particularly, and I think, you know, by the late 60s, television had become enormously escapist, much more so than it is, much more so than it has been at certain points since. And I think that was, um, in large part, a reaction against shows like East Side, West yeah. Side, and Naked City, and sort of a perception that, you know, uh, it was hard to make money. <laughs> yeah, but at, but, at, but at the same time, a show like Naked City is like the, is, is like the, 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 the antidote to remarks such as that famously made by Newton Minow at the time that denounced television as a vast wasteland, chewing gum for the brains. And obviously, um, it, you know, it, it, East Side, West Side was anything 
but and um, but for whatever reason, the audience was not ready to accept it. Yeah, I mean, and and I think today it would be just as hard, if not harder, to try to to, to get a show like that on the air and to make the audience, uh, you know, get the audience interested and, and behind it. I mean. It's not quite the same list, but there's, you know, there's a list of things that you can't do on television today, just as there's a list of things you can't do on television, you couldn't do on television in the 60s. Well, it's interesting that you, sh- you should say that, because um, I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think a, an East Side, West Side would work on network television for much, for some of the same reasons we've talked about today. I think it would work on cable television, um, uh, uh because yeah, I'm, I'm thinking off the top of my head, I'm thinking of a show like The Wire. Which the is, Wire was a lot like East Side, West Side. Yeah. But The Wire was the hard sell, too. I mean, The Wire sort of limped along. I mean, the, even for even for by HBO standards, The Wire was sort of a vanity project that yeah. was there for the critics. It was never a top-rated show, and it was always on the cusp of not getting picked up. But, 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 but at least we're glad that shows like that are done and that uh, networks like HBO stayed with it because it shows that um, it, it, it's a reminder of 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 what television you know of a, of what dramatic television is capable of bringing well people always proclaim the death of culture and i still believe that there's going to be some outlet where some where people will get to do something good it won't last all that long yeah. you know eventually things will catch up with it and it'll have to move to someplace else but you know for a while you know recently it was hbo now maybe it's fx or now maybe it's basic cable but you know talented people I, i'm not I think talented people are still finding ways to get their stuff out there. I'm not giving up on that yet. Of course, East Side, West Side uh, was one of the shows produced by David Suskind and Talent Associates. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not uh, uh, plug the fact that um, we'll be talking to Stephen Battaglio, who is the author of an excellent biography of David Suskind, David Suskind, A Televised Life. And Stephen's book is great, by the way. That's one of the best TV books I've read in a long time, and I, I don't say that about a lot of books. <laughs> Well, I don't say that about a lot of historians' work, other than my own. Yeah, well, you've never, well, Stephen, you've never said that about my books. So, um. oh, that's. <laughs> um, I love your books. Eddie. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. What What other thing? Um, I mean, East Side West Side was not only ahead of its time in terms of its story. You know, material. It's portrayal of of the windmills fought on a day in day out basis by um, by the by the you know type of social worker played by George C. Scott on the show. But it was also ahead of its time in the in its portrayal I mean, of the two other uh, recurring characters on that show played by uh, Cecily Tyson and Elizabeth Wilson, respectively. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they were female social workers, sort of. I mean, it, the most interesting thing about Elizabeth Wilson's character, I think, was is that she was George C. Scott's boss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think she was... She doesn't really look like a really feminist character now because she's a little bit of a caricature of, like, these sort of, you know, snooty, do-gooder liberal <laughs> who's kind of clueless about... Not quite that much throwing her under the bus, but, but she's a little dowdy. But, but, you know, she was his, his boss, and it's hard to think of another example like that. Uh, uh, of a woman being a man's boss on, on TV at that time. And, and, of course, Cicely Tyson was black, and although she wasn't really a full-fledged social worker, they couldn't get away with that. She was kind of the office secretary, but, but they tried to ignore that and make her equal to the, the other characters. And she, um, 
you know, not only was she an African-American actress, but she was very dark-skinned, and she had an afro, and both of those things were quite unusual on TV at the time, and uh, there was a lot of resistance to that, and a lot of network being, the network being afraid of it, and really trying to get rid of her, which they finally succeeded in doing. Um, I actually, I may have misreported some of this when I wrote that article 10 years ago. I wrote that, that they fired Cicely Tyson, that one of the reasons they, they changed the format to get George C. Scott's character out of the social work and into politics was just to get rid of Cicely Tyson. Um, and apparently, according to, to Stephen Battaglia's book, uh, they never really did formally fire her. You know, they were always sort of working on a plan to bring her back, or George C. Scott was insistent that they bring her back. And, and... You know, there's always been this thing that Scott was was saying that uh, if they'd been renewed for a second season, they were going to have an interracial marriage between his character and Cicely Tyson's. And I thought that was just George C. Scott, you know, sounding off to the press. I never thought that that would, even by George C. Scott's standards, that anyone would have taken that seriously except him. But according to Stephen's book, it actually was something that that they were going to try to do if they'd gotten picked up, which is pretty amazing to think about. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-890-1032. 800-890-1032. That's 800-890-1032. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.